Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. This is your breaking news with your host, Love Dev Barpega. I hope I said that right. It's a crazy little thing called Love Dev. Episode 58 Breaking News. Good afternoon. It's music from another news channel because I really like this one. It's breaking news at the Barpega residence. Breaking news. Love Dev Barpega. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> I bet you're wondering what is he talking about? What's this breaking news? We can't. We want to hear what the breaking news is. Well. Just shuffling my papers. The news has come in. An email has been sent to lovedevbarpager at gmail.com. And the news says... Your household has been positive of Corona-19. You must all self-isolate for 14 days. Yes, that's right. I've got Corona. That's the breaking news. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Baby, I've got corona. Go corona. I've got corona. I've got corona, guys. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know I had corona. We went to a family party on the 25th of December. Didn't think it was a good idea, but, you know, sometimes when you see your fa- you haven't seen your family for ages and they. Obviously, Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister, said, yeah, you can all go out, you can all meet your families, households, limited household, but you can go and see your family. So we did that. Went to my sister-in-law's house. Uh, She's bought a new property. Semi-detached house. Uh, No, actually, no, it's a detached house. (laughs) It's not a detached house she's bought. It's massive. Beautiful house. We had a meal. We chilled, listened to music, got a bit drunk. And then, obviously, uh, two days after, everybody caught the corona. So it's come from there. To be fair, I didn't know I had it. I haven't really had any symptoms. Had a bit of the runs, you know, had the runs for a little bit. But other than that, I was fine. My missus was terrible. Vomiting for about three days, constant vomiting. She couldn't handle it. She got it the worst out of all of us. All of us have been positive. Uh, my daughter had a nosebleed. My son is absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with him. So like nothing's touched him. I feel like I've got a bit of a runny nose now. <laughs> While I'm doing the podcast. The corona's like, yeah, you think you're getting away with it, mate? I don't think so. <laughs> Just because you're almost 43. I know I've got almost 43, guys. I'm so old. <laughs> I don't feel old though. Like in my head, I'm never gonna get old in my head, but my body's starting to get there, you know how it is. So but anyway, we're all in tier four, everything's locked down, gyms are closed, everything's shut, you can't get a haircut. Um 
I can see why. Because the virus is spreading. If it is a virus. <laughs> There's something definitely out there anyway. I don't know what it is. But that, that was the breaking news. Um, there wasn't any other breaking news to say. Maybe there will be. Got a couple of things under my sleeve, you know. Can't mention it. Actually, yeah, I can mention it. One of them is uh, my cousin. So I've got a cousin who's a kick, world kickboxing champion. Two times he's won the belt. He's done martial arts all his life since he was a kid. Now he wants to open up his own venue, a club. He asked me if I could be one of the directors. So I said, yeah. And now it's all been approved. Going to get funding for it. And it's a martial arts venue club he's going to open up. But he wants to target it for people, especially during the whole lockdown period, where it's affected a lot of people mentally um, and physically. Obviously, obesity rate has gone up. Domestic abuse has gone up. Suicide risks have gone up. So much things are affected people. So now what he wants to do is open up a club, teach people martial arts, also get the community involved because there'll be space there. I've seen I've seen the the actual building and it's in a historic building in Birmingham. It's the H.M. Samuel uh, Jewelers building, an old building where they used to manufacture all the jewellery there in Hockley. Hockley is known as the jewellery quarter where all, obviously lots of jewellers are uh, placed in Birmingham. Had to sniff my nose then and pause the podcast because I couldn't even hear myself speak. <laughs> so yeah, basically he's doing that. So he's going to have space for people to use for free. Uh, hopefully I can start running a little comedy night, maybe an open mic night. I'm not too sure yet. Not we'll, I'll know a bit more until the venue's ready and everything. Uh, like I said, it's big. If you would like to donate to that, it's called Legacy Community. It's a GoFundMe page. It's on Facebook. Also, on the, it should be on the GoFundMe website if you go on that. So donate what you can. He's trying to raise 10 grand, 10K. It's a lot of money. I know. It's a lot of money. Not, not many people have money. But if you can donate, whatever you can, a pound, two pound, a dollar, um, a yen, wherever you're listening to me. I know people listen to me in France. If you got European money there, the euro, give us, chuck us a bit of money there. <laughs> Uh, that would be lovely. Happy New Year, by the way, to everyone. Hope you had some really nice celebrations. Although it was a bit weird for all of us. I hope you all had a good one. Because it's been a weird one this year. As Well, last year was weird. Let's hope this year's better. Who knows? Already things are kicking off, though, aren't they? Donald Trump has been caught out making a phone call trying to get, uh, what is it, the senator of Georgia to, to give him votes, fake votes. Man, this guy has got no clue, has he? Donald Trump. He's a clown. He's an absolute clown. I don't I don't understand why so many Americans like him, because I think he's a bit of an idiot. <laughs> but then there's always an idiot in politics. There's always one idiot. And if it isn't him, it'll be somebody else. He never ends. Do you know what I mean? People having to go at Boris Johnson here. And it doesn't matter what country you're in. you got Modi in India. Obviously, we had all that clash going on over in the Punjab about the farmers. Those of you who don't know, the farmers are losing rights to their land. Indian government is just, they're just being, you know, that word that I can't say in my podcast. Because <laughs> I don't like to swear. So it doesn't matter what country you're in. The whole world is a mess. <laughs> it's an absolute mess. Talking about mess, uh, shall we see? What today's 
No stupid question is because I'm sure somebody out there is in a right dilemma and needs my help. Even though they don't know I'm actually doing this and recording it. So we're going to do a quick no stupid question. This question is brought to you from Reddit. I always use Reddit on the No Stupid Questions forum. It's been posted by Exotic Timio. <laughs> it's a very short question he's asked, and it's very funny. This question he says is, can I sign a legal document with a glitter gel pen? <laughs> That's probably one of the best ones I've read. Man, I've read so many. Can you sign a legal document with a glitter gel pen? <laughs> Don't you think? That's just great, man. I love that. Uh, can you? It would make it really fancy, first of all, wouldn't it? If I signed a document with a glitter pen. <laughs> oh, my God. How old are you? Five years old. And what are you actually signing? That's what I want to know. <laughs> there are loads and loads of comments for this post. I will try and read some of them briefly because I think it's going to get some very funny answers. From my own opinion, can you sign it? I don't think you can. Because it has to be... Well, I know if you're going to sign something, it's got to be a black pen because it's something to do with the photocopying and if it's a blue pen, it doesn't pick it up. Or it's Yeah. So I know most documents, you've got to fill it in with a black pen, right? If it's a black glitter gel pen, I don't think that still counts. <laughs> First of all, it's quite thick. The ink is quite thick on a glitter pen. Also, it leaves a bit of a mess. So <laughs> you stuck that in your printer, you're going to have problems. <laughs> so he says, would it be legally binding? I don't think it will be... It's not a legally binding document, is it? It's, they're not gonna, they're not gonna uh, count for it. Let's see what some people have said. Depends on the requirements. Go into legal documents in your jurisdiction. Some legal documents are only valid if they meet various standards. There you go. Like I said, has to be a black pen. Someone else has put. There's a good chance whoever is processing it won't accept it that way. Just like they won't let you sign with a pencil. <laughs> So it's effectively the same as refusing to sign a contract at all. You're going to have to draw out the process as they print out another copy for you to sign. They're, everyone's saying what I just said. You can't. <laughs> what if you signed it with a magic pen? So you and your, those magic pens that you write, um, and then you have to put it under a UV light to see the signature. <laughs> Uh, maybe it would work then. So, to be honest, mate, I don't think you can. I think I've got a cold coming on, and it. I sound like I've got a cold. Damn you, Corona! <laughs> yeah, I can feel the effects now. Right, so, yeah. Why don't you just use a crayon or something like that, isn't it? What else could you use to sign a pen? Crayon, your own blood. Um, <laughs> oh, mate, why don't you just start to do what um, serial killers do? So, cut out loads of letters from various newspapers and then stick them all onto the sheet. <laughs> it's yeah, that's a funny question. Though. Well, that, that was today's no stupid question. Can you sign a pen with a glitter? Can you sign a document with a glitter pen? The answer is no. 
<laughs> there you go. I hope I uh, solved your your puzzle there, Mr. Exotic Timio. What else did you get up to then, Love Dev? Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I went to Silverstone Formula One racing track in the UK, which is just outside of Northamptonshire. Took the kids there because they had a laser show, Lapland laser show. I saw it on the news channel and I thought that looks absolutely amazing. And it's all COVID safe. You sit in your car. You, it's basically a drive-through show. So you're actually on the racetrack and you there's like all lasers and stuff and lights. I thought it'd be good. Took the kids there. We surprised them. <laughs> we actually went there on New Year's Eve. Uh, got back in time for Big Ben, obviously. The ding-dong, ding-dong that he does at midnight. And yeah, it was okay. It was, do you know what? It was all right. It was like, £30, take your car, put as many people as you want <laughs> in the vehicle and drive through. And that was it. And it wasn't very long. It took about 40 minutes because there was a lot of cars to go around it. I would say a third of the track had lights around it. And it was okay, do you know what I mean? It wasn't nothing amazing. There were loads of people there um, who, what's the term for the... Oh, God, what's the term for them? There were lots of people there um, who have dwarfism. That's the correct term. Dressed as elves. <laughs> the little dwarfs dressed as elves. That sounds really bad, is it? But they were sweet, man. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're human. They're just like us. I waved at them and everything. Merry Christmas. I couldn't say Merry Christmas. That was embarrassing. <laughs> Happy New Year, that was it. Happy New Year. Obviously, Christmas is finished. But it still had that Christmas vibe. Didn't get to see Santa, though. I was very disappointed. Santa was not there. Maybe he's just gone back to the proper Lapland, North Pole. And he's just chilling now, probably watching Netflix or something. <laughs> they had a radio station, a Pacific radio station. Um, Lapland radio, I think it was, on an FM band. 87.7 FM it was. So we tuned into that and they were like, you know, they were playing music and stuff. And you can do shout outs. So you can also record a, uh, an audio shout out and they will play over a track. And I did one. <laughs> I think my missus recorded it as it was playing out on the radio. Basically, I just said, uh, Happy New Year to everyone. Let's hope next year's a good and we can all get through this. Get home safe, something like that. From the Barbega family, Whee! who have corona and we didn't know. <laughs> we're all infected and we're out in tier four. <laughs> Could have got arrested, didn't it? You're not meant to leave your area. But I think Northamptonshire is also in tier four. Most of the UK is under tier four. What can you do? <laughs> Apart from that, we had the obviously we had a break over Christmas because of the UK pun-off, we had a break over there. We did a show last night. It wasn't the best show for me, I'm not going to lie. Hand up. Some of my jokes were absolutely terrible. So I'm going to do some of my jokes that I did on the show. For those of you who don't catch it, and maybe listening to this, you'll think, I want to check out UK pun-off. What's all that about? <laughs> it's a pun show where we have guests on. We have six topics. 
topics we had were cities, US sports teams, household items, dieting, and there was one other which I don't think I did very well on. But anyway, here's some of the jokes that I did. So, my Argentinian girlfriend is a fire sign. She's born as Aries. <laughs> Do you get it? She's born as Aries. Okay, doesn't matter. All right, here's another one. So this is to do with US sports teams, so no one has a clue what sports team I'm talking about. So either that lady's on her period or she's in a very funny mood. But surely one thing, she has a tampa tarpon. <laughs> do you get it? Tampa tarpon. <laughs> okay, why don't you see jippos in the basketball team? Because they keep travelling. Weeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
His father and his grandfather were farmers. The men in Apu's family appeared to share a genetic mutation so rare it's thought to only affect a small handful <laughs> of families. <laughs> oh, God, this is from the BBC. I think they're trying to be funny. So a small handful of families <laughs> that have no fingerprints. Back in the day, Apu's grandfather had no fingerprints and it was no big deal. I don't think he ever thought of it as a problem, Apu said. <laughs> but over the decades, the tiny grooves that swirl around our fingertips, known as dermatoglyphis, dermatoglyphis, I think I need my new year resolution this year is to, to read. <laughs> That's my new year resolution. Okay, having become the world's most collected biometric data, we use them for everything, from passing through airports to voting and opening our smartphones. Oh, yeah, that's true. You'd have to use the iris one, and it? The one that you use. you got to look at your phone in a weird way to open it. He probably has to do that. Or put the digit code in, five-digit code. <laughs> in 2008, Apu was still a boy. Bangladesh introduced national ID cards for all adults, and the database required a thumbprint. But the baffled employees did not know how to issue a card to Apu's father. Amal, his name is. Uh, shout out to Amal. Finally received a card with no fingerprint stamped on it. <laughs> In 2010, fingerprints became mandatory for passports, licenses. And after several attempts, Amal was able to obtain a passport by showing a certificate from the medical board. He never used it, though, partly because he fears a problem he may face at the airport, and though riding a motorbike is essential for farming work. He's never had a driving license. You don't need a driving license in Bangladesh, man. <laughs> Everyone knows that. The only time you need a driving license is when the police stops you and asks you for money. That's the only time. <laughs> no, one, no one in Asia's got a passport, man. Well, passport probably, but not a driving license. Anyway, he said, I paid the fee, passed the exam. They didn't give him a license because of the fingerprint. Amal carries a license fee payment receipt with him, but doesn't always help when he gets stopped. <laughs> He's been fined twice for not having any fingerprints on his hands. Oh, my God. This is always an embarrassing experience for me, Amal said. In 2016, the government made it mandatory to match fingerprint with a national database. Also, in order to purchase a SIM card? No way. So in Bangladesh, if you want a mobile phone, you got to give your fingerprints. <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? Okay. They seemed confused when I went to buy a SIM. Their software kept freezing every time I put my finger on the sensor. <laughs> Apu said with a wry smile, Apu was denied a purchase, and all the male members of his family now use SIM card issued in his mum's name. So his mum must have like five different mobile accounts <laughs> because none of them can get one. So the rare condition afflicting the Saka family is called Adamatologlyphia. I think I said it properly. It became widely known in 2007 when Peter Itin, a Swiss dermatologist, was contacted by a woman in the country in the late 20s who had trouble, trouble entering the US. Her face matched a photograph on a passport but customs were not able to record any fingerprints. 
If you got no fingerprints on your hands, you can do whatever you want in it. <laughs> you could rob a house, they'll never know who done it. Upon examination, Professor Itin found the woman and eight members of her family had the same strange condition. Flat finger pads and a reduced number of sweat glands in the hands. Working with a dermatologist. Looked at the DNA of 16 members of the family. Blah, blah, blah. Can't be bothered to read it all. But basically, these guys have got no fingerprints. (laughs) Uh, They still got marks on their hands then. Can you imagine if you went to a palm reader and he said, read that. And he'd be like, "Uh, he'd be struggling, wouldn't he? Because you won't be able to see the lines on your hands or your fingerprints. You wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I'll read it for you. Right, basically, you're not going to be able to get a driving license. And you won't get a passport. And you won't be able to get a SIM card and a mobile. Anyway, how did you call me anyway? <laughs> oh, dear. That's the story. I mean, it's quite a long story, but, um, but we've all got the gist of it now. So there's no more need for me to explain this one, is there? Oh, a life without fingerprints. What would life be like without fingerprints? I think I'd like it. I would. Because you won't ever be traced, would you? And uh, mobiles won't have fingerprint readers on them anymore. That would be pointless. (laughs) You just have to use the iris thing on your mobile. That was today's weird news story. Thank you very much. Happy New Year to you all. Hope you had a good one. Let's hope this year's better than ever. Actually, to make it better for me, you know what you got to do. Leave a review on my podcast on Apple if you can. Um, like and share, as always. I still have the Patreon page if you want to donate to me. Like I said, I'm not bothered if you do, because no one does anyway. I'll see you guys for the next episode. Maybe there'll be more breaking news. Who knows? Uh, catch you all later. Ta-da.